Hi, I'm Alex Rubit, and you're listening to Grace to Your World. If this is your first time joining me, this ministry is all about providing you with an understanding of the grace of God, which will empower you to change your world and to live the overcoming life. You see, God wants us to live in victory. Yet in order for us to do so, we must have an understanding of His unconditional love and His unmerited favor that has been made available to us through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so I truly believe this is going to bless you today. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. If you have your Bibles, join me tonight in in 1 John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 19. 1 John chapter 3, verse 19. I want to talk to you tonight about developing unshakable confidence in God. I want to talk to you about how to develop unshakable confidence in God. God. You see, you want to get to a point in your life as a believer where you have absolute confidence in God. And and what I mean by that is that no matter what is going on in your life, you know that you can depend upon God. You see, you see, it doesn't matter how how, how crazy things get. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, what 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 the what the doctor's report looks like. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, what what the you know, you, you got some bills that you're trying to figure out how to pay. Uh, it doesn't matter how, how it looks in the natural. You know that you can depend upon God, you see. And so we want to talk about having unshakable confidence in God. And, and I want to, of course, continue along these lines of what we've been talking about, of us really understanding that we have been redeemed from the curse of performance-based religion. And guys, I really want you to understand, and this is a big deal, there's a lot of believers, I find, that don't really have this confidence in God. In other words, you, 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 you love God, you love, you love the Lord, and, 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 and you want to trust Him more fully, but sometimes as believers, we can get to this place where we certainly know well, God is, is able to come through in this situation, but you see, you're not really sure if he's going to come through. And so, friend, I want to talk to you about that, and I, I want to really uh, show you from Scripture how we develop this confidence towards God, because that's really where your, where your empowerment comes from in this life as a believer. You see, your, your confidence doesn't come out of your ability uh, to keep the law. You see, your confidence doesn't come out of your own ability to always perform right. You see, no, your confidence comes from knowing your God. Your confidence comes from understanding the finished works of Jesus Christ. Your confidence comes from understanding what it means to be operating in the blessing of God. Now, remember the blessing of God, which you have as a believer, if you are born again, you are blessed. And to be blessed means the biblical definition of the blessing is the empowerment to prosper. 
You see, the blessing makes you a master over circumstances. You see, when, when, when you operate in the blessing, that's when you begin to master circumstances rather than having circumstances master you. And, and, and so we want to look at how do we do this on a practical level. And as I said, you can't ever, you can't ever operate in this from a place of thinking that it's that it's about it's about your performance in fact i'm going to show you that the reason that people are struggling with having confidence towards god is because they're still operating in the pattern of the law because they still think that it's about your your performance in other words god's going to show up or God showing up has something to do with how well I'm keeping the rules. You guys kind of seeing where we're going with this, and so I really believe this is going to bless you. Uh, and, and and so let's 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 look at this here. Let's let's look at First uh, John chapter three, starting in verse nineteen. First John chapter three, verse nineteen. Now uh, watch what he says here in verse nineteen. Uh, this is awesome, guys. He says in verse nineteen, and hereby. We know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. And so notice that there is something called assuring our hearts before God. He says, if you are of the truth, in other words, if, 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 if the truth is in you, guys, remember Jesus said it's, it's, it's knowing the truth that makes you free. And so, and so if the truth is in you, if, if, if you are of the truth, he says that you will assure your hearts before God. Now, what it means to assure your heart before God means to have confidence in God. Look at what he says in the next verse. He says, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Now, now, now look what he says here, guys. He says, he says, if our heart condemn us. Now, a couple of things here. You see, we, 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 we were talking about this a few weeks ago, that condemnation, guys, does not come from God. You see, the Bible says in Romans 8, 1, that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Now, as a believer, we're still able to experience condemnation, and condemnation is, is the sense of, of not being good enough, the sense of, of not being worthy, the sense of not measuring up to the standard. Now, notice what he says. He says, if our hearts condemn us, and so condemnation, guys, if, 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 if you are experiencing condemnation, I want you to understand condemnation does not come from God. God is not the one who is putting condemnation on you. I want you to understand that condemnation in the life of a believer comes really out of your own heart. Now look at what he said in the previous verse. He said, if, if, we are, if we're of the truth, he says we assure our hearts before him. And so assuring your heart before him in other words, you assuring your heart before God means that, that you don't have any condemnation going on. In other words, you, you, you boldly, glory to God, come to the throne of grace, you see. That's you assuring your heart before God. Now, he says, he says when you are assuring your heart before God, that's how you're going to be able to tell that you're of the truth. And again, you being of the truth means that the truth is, is, is in you. In other words, that, that, that you've got the truth in your heart. And guys, thank you, Lord. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, you see. 
uh, Jesus said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so the truth is not just an intellectual uh, concept. It's not just a set of information. It is not a set of principles. No, I want you guys to know that the truth, glory to God, is a person and his name is, is Jesus. Now, he says, if, if, if you are of the truth, and guys, you being of the truth is, is you walking in an intimate relationship with Jesus. You see, when you walk in an intimate fellowship with Jesus, when you understand his love for you, when you understand, glory to God, what he has already done for you, he says, now you can assure your heart before God. Verse 21, he says, if our heart condemn us, uh, if our heart condemn us, uh, God is greater than our heart. Now, what I want you to notice is, is if you're of the truth, you can assure your heart before God. But if, if, if there's condemnation, guys, notice, notice what he's saying here. If there's condemnation, if your heart condemn you, well, the implication here is that if there's condemnation, you are not you do, there's something wrong, in, in other words, with, with how you've been uh, receiving truth, is what I'm saying. In other words, uh, if, if, if a believer has an understanding of the truth, which, which is Jesus, if a, if a believer has an understanding of the finished works of Jesus, uh, what happens is there should be no condemnation. You guys seeing that? And, and, so, and so whenever there is condemnation, guys, whenever there is condemnation-based religion being preached well I'm gonna say something radical guys whenever there's condemnation the truth is not there the truth is not there or the truth is being distorted now the reason this is radical is because guys how many churches are there right now where you can go to a church and, and what you will hear ha has something to do with condemnation. In other words, there's a guy who gets up in, in, in the pulpit and what he preaches is, uh, you got to do better in this area. You see, you got to clean up your life here. Uh, uh, God needs you to do better over here, you see. Uh, you're, you're, not, you're not working hard enough here. Just, just We need you to, 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 to resist that sin just a little bit more. Well, guys, what that does is that produces condemnation. And so... Where condemnation is, truth is not there. Or at the very least, truth is distorted. You see, Jesus and condemnation, they don't go together, guys. How many know they don't go together, you see? And so he says, if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. And so what he's saying here is that your heart may be condemning you, but he says, God is greater than your heart. And so in other words, God is not condemning you. You see, it's your own heart that condemns you, but God is greater than your heart. And so that means God is not condemning you. And he says, he knows all things, guys. <laughs> uh, catch how awesome this is. And so he says, yeah, God knows all things. And so in other words, uh, he knows what you did. You see, he knows those, 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 those the stuff uh, you, were, you were into. You see, he, he knows what you used to do uh, in, in, in the back, you know, behind the booth in the corner when, you, when, no, one, when no one was looking, you see, when no one was around you see uh, it's not a mystery to God you see and so and so God knows what you've been into but he says even though God knows it he says he's not condemning you he's not condemning you 
condemnation does not come from God. Now watch verse 21. He says, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, watch this now, then have we confidence towards God. Then have we confidence towards God. And so we're talking about how to develop unshakable confidence towards God. And guys, you want to understand from the outset that we have confidence towards God when our hearts do not condemn us. In other words, our hearts not condemning us means that we are free from sin consciousness. Free from sin consciousness. A, a, a person being free from sin consciousness is in direct proportion to that person having confidence towards God. Now remember, confidence towards God means that we can know we can trust, rely, and depend upon God no matter what. You see, we know God will always be true to His Word. We know uh, that no matter what it looks like in the natural, we can count on God. Now, confidence towards God, I want you to understand, is talking about confidence in Jesus. You see, confidence in what Jesus has done on the cross. You see, you can test yourself and, and kind of tell how much confidence you have towards God by just kind of examining yourself. In other words, and guys, I think a lot of people can relate to this. You see, if, if, if you think that, uh, you know, when, when you had a good day, you see, you're, you're having a good day, uh, you set your confessions today, uh, you, 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 you study the Word today, uh, you, you pray today uh, for like a whole hour, <laughs> you see, and you feel real spiritual, um, and so now you feel really good and real spiritual and someone asks you to pray for them and so you pray for them, you know, and, and, and man, you pray for them, uh, you know, you, you, you speak uh, to whatever's going on in their lives in the name of Jesus, you know, if there's a demon, you cast out the demon, <laughs> you know, the whole nine yards, guys, uh, is a, and, and but, but watch this. The test, whether or not you really have confidence towards God, comes when Let's say you didn't have a good day. Let's say you, you overslept, you know, you, you were running late to work, and so you didn't have time to say your confessions before leaving the house. Uh, you, you didn't have time to get into the Word. Uh, uh, your, your prayer uh, was, was, was just maybe, you know, like a, like a two-second two prayer, you know, you're just kind of rushing around, uh, and you didn't have your coffee yet, and so uh, now you wind up getting stuck in traffic, and. Uh, you know, the, the, you, you start cussing out the, the, the guy in front of you in, in, in the traffic lane, and, and you really just kind of feel messed up, uh, and you just really totally feel it, like you're in the flesh. Now, here's the test whether or not you have confidence towards God. Now, let's say you run into a person, same person, they need you to pray for them. Now, how are you going to respond, you see? Most people will respond and say, well, uh, you know, if I was feeling better, you know, I, I, I'd pray for you or, you know, maybe you don't want to tell them that. Maybe you'll pray for them, but you don't have any, 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 any real faith or any confidence in the prayer because, man, uh, look what I've, how I've been living today. Look at me. I'm a mess. Uh, how could God possibly answer my prayer today? 
You see, if, 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 if that is something you experience, well, then your confidence is really not towards God. Your confidence is actually in yourself. You see, your confidence is in your performance. Your confidence is in your ability to perform, your ability to be, quote, spiritual, you see. And, and when, the, when the real test comes and you miss it, well, if, if, if your confidence is in yourself, well, 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 now there's not going to be any confidence there. Are you guys catching what I'm saying? And, and, and so what I'm saying is, is if you have confidence towards God, you know that no matter if it's a good day, if it's a bad day, you can still approach him with the same boldness, you see. Uh, you can be a mess and someone asks you to pray for them, Praise God if you have confidence towards God. You're going to pray that prayer, man, I'm telling you. You're going to pray that prayer with confidence, with boldness, man. You're going to step into your spiritual authority and speak in the name of Jesus, independent of how well you've been performing that day, you see. That's confidence towards God, guys. That's confidence towards, towards God. And it is confidence in what Jesus has done on your behalf rather than confidence in your ability to perform. Now watch what happens if a person operates in this level of confidence. Look at verse 22. He says, if you have that confidence towards God, and so your heart is not condemning you, no matter how, how you know, a lot of people say, well, my heart doesn't condemn me uh, when, I, when I do all the right things. And guys, I'm not advocating bad behavior. Please catch me. But I'm saying when you miss it, you see, uh, you, you did something you don't feel good about. You see, you did something you know you weren't supposed to do. Uh, you see, now confidence towards God means that, that you can still, as I said, approach Him with boldness. Now, when, when you have that level of confidence, watch what happens in verse 22. He says, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Now, let's break this down, guys. Uh, remember, I've been talking quite a bit about rightly dividing the word. <laughs> you see, there's always going to be someone who's going to wrongly divide this, this verse, and they'll say, well, 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 Alex, yeah, you know, confidence is good, but this verse says we receive whatever we ask, because we keep his commandments, you see. Uh, we, we keep his commandments and, and, and we're doing those things that are pleasing to him. Hold on, guys. You see, now if you're going to be rightly dividing this word, what you got to do is you got to ask yourself, what commandments is he talking about? You see, he's not talking about the law of Moses here. He's not talking about the Ten Commandments here. Uh, he's not talking about living under the curse of the law. Uh, in fact, the next verse tells you what the commandments are. And guys, if you keep these commandments of the New Testament, glory to God, that's how you develop confidence towards God. Look at verse 23. He says in verse 23, he says, and this is his commandment. In other, in other words, here it is, guys. I'm giving you the, the commandment. He says, this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God and love one another as He, 
Jesus gave us commandment. And so the commandments of the new covenant is believe on the Lord Jesus, glory to God. And you see, you believing on Jesus, I want you to understand, uh, it, it means you, you believe that, that he died for you, uh, that he rose again on the third day. But not only that, you see, a lot of people do b- b- believe that, but you see, what they don't realize is that the reason that Jesus did what he did 2,000 years ago, glory to God, uh, the reason that he got on, on that cross and endured what he did was uh, because he loves you, you see. And so you believing on Jesus means you believe in his love for you, you see. You believe that everything he did, he did because he loves you. And you see, when you believe that, well then, commandment number two, guys, is just going to flow out of that, you see. Commandment number two says, he says, and love one another as he gave us commandment. You see, commandment number two comes as a result of commandment number one. You see, in other words, remember, this is the pattern of this new covenant. The pattern of of this new covenant is Jesus first, then us. And so, in other words, we love because he first loved us, the Bible says. Guys, you see, and so how do you walk in love? You receive the love of God for you. You see, you receive his love for you, praise God. And as you receive his love for you, well, then what's going to happen is you're going to walk in his love, you see. His love is now going to flow through you out into your world. And so how do we develop confidence towards God? By following these commandments of the new covenant, guys. Believe on Jesus. Believe that he loves you. And then receive his love and walk in his love. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You see, our confidence is always in Jesus and in what he's done for us, rather than our own performance. If you understand that, say amen. Praise God. Now, now, what weakens people's faith? Now, you see, he says, he says, the opposite of having confidence towards God, obviously, is, is having condemnation in, in your heart. And, and um, turn over to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. Hebrews 10, verses 1 and 2. And we will study this a little bit more, guys. Uh, we're just going to get into the Word here tonight for a bit. Have a good Bible study. Grow in the Word. Grow in our walk with the Lord. Amen. Now, he says, he says when there's condemnation, uh, the opposite of having confidence towards God is having condemnation in your heart. Now, what I want you to understand, that condemnation... Another way that you can define condemnation is really sin consciousness. Sin consciousness. You see, sin consciousness is a big deal. Uh, Sin consciousness is what weakens people's faith. And and, and it keeps people from really operating in in, in, uh, confidence towards God. Now, how do we define sin consciousness? Sin consciousness, guys, is to carry a sense of guilt and condemnation, which comes, watch this now, which comes, one, sin consciousness comes whenever a person is more conscious of their own performance. In other words, you are more conscious of those areas in your life where you miss it than you are conscious of the finished works of Jesus in your life. Now, guys, let me ask you this. What do you think the number one thing is that keeps people stuck in sin consciousness? What do you think it is? 
someone I'm sure is, is saying it, it's, uh, it's the law, guys. It's the law. You see, it's, 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 it's operating under the curse of the law. It is, it is relating to God in a performance-based mindset. You see, I, I'm going to show you from Scripture here tonight, and, and we're going to get into this some more uh, in the coming weeks. I'm going to show you that the law of Moses produces sin consciousness. It makes people more conscious of the areas where they miss it, you see. And sin consciousness is always going to block a person from being confident in God. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. To learn more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. Now I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.